I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, right, let's go, Tommy. Uh, hello, everyone. This is the Flats and Shanks podcast. You know the drill by now. Uh, it is Tuesday, the 23rd of November, where we are. It's 1.36 p.m. Uh, I'm in the room in our house that we call the snug. It's not that snug. It's Baltic because the windows are old and let all the air in. Uh, I'm um, right, mate. I'm Tom, in where the, are you? I'm How are lounge. you? Um, quiet house today. Kids are at school. Youngest is at nursery. And my wife has gone birthday shopping oh. because guess what? I'm 42 tomorrow. Uh, oh my God, know, I, tomorrow. I was thinking as well, like when we when we start off this podcast, every episode, we say hello, everyone. We should just say hello to each other. I mean, yeah, let's just say, all right, Dave, how are you? Um, you okay, mate? Because I listened to a pod called yeah. Chatterbix. Um, that's yeah. really funny. And... Chatterbix. Called Chatterbix. Yeah. So it's uh, Joe Wilkinson and David Earl. So you you notice them from. uh, What's the series of Ricky Gervais in? um, With depression. No, he's got. um, Office Extras. Afterlife. They're both in that. Afterlife. They just. David Earl doesn't want to do it, basically, but they've decided to do a, a pod every day. Some are good. Some I, I like them all. Yeah. Really, I listen to them in the gym because they never, they really can't be bothered to do it. Basically, but it is actually quite funny. They find something to talk about. They have they have a, a guy on now and again for a film review, which is quite good. But have a go, mate. It's a, it's a daily podcast. It's actually it is actually okay. really funny. David Earl is up and down. Um, reminds me a lot of you. To be fair, yeah, you know sometimes right. he's flying high because he's. Nailed an HSBC gig, um, and other times, <laughs> other times he's he's quite low because his kitchen hasn't come. What's <laughs> <laughs> <Or> cold, <laughs> and his heating doesn't work. Do you know what I? I kind of like. I feel like I can maintain perspective on most things, but when people are just knobs, it breaks me a little bit, and I have to give myself five minutes before I communicate with them because. You know, I I could be that guy that lashes out a little bit, but I managed to control myself. Yeah, otherwise you could be that guy that accidentally kills someone, couldn't you? Because yeah, that's how angry you get. And I suppose that stems from when you were fourteen years old when you first got on the roids. Never leaves you. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that never leaves yeah. you, mate. I was talking about this at the gym this morning with the blooming lads. Do you think that? Rugby players taking steroids is a thing. I mean, pro rugby players. Not. I'm not talking about. I don't want to generalise, but lads in the Welsh valleys. I don't want to generalise. Uh, I'm talking about pro, you know, elite players. Do you mm. think 
steroids must be more widely used than we know about. Nah, not anymore. Or do you think not really? Not anymore. Not I anymore. I reckon. I think it was maybe twenty years ago. Could what have been fifteen, twenty years ago. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I think testing is so thorough now that you do really well to to be able to take them and get away with it. Top level. Um, yeah. But I suppose. Yeah. When you're playing top level, you don't really need to take them. It's it's getting to that level, isn't it, of eliteness that you might need a little bit of extra help. Uh, and then once you're there, you know you you maintain it. Um, but I don't think so now. I don't think you could get away with it. I think recreational drugs. That I'm sure things like that go on, but performance enhancing. Yeah, nah, I can't see it myself. Why? Do you, who who's bass on it, mate? No, I wasn't. Oh. Uh, wasn't no, no one, uh, oh, okay. no one in particular. Um, <clears throat> I just just a match day twenty three. No, I was just talking. Yeah, I was just talking about it at the gym this morning, and they were like, "Must be loads of it in rugby." And I was like, "Well, I actually think there's not." Like, yeah, I re- I really think there isn't. I mean, could be completely wrong, and lots of people things roll off the tongue. Well, it's in every sport. Look at the Tour de France. Do you know what I mean? All the athletes are on it, and I heard someone. I think Dorian Yates. The Who are you talking Olympia. to? Jason Leonard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but I heard uh, Dorian Yates, the old Mister Olympia, on Joe Rogan's podcast. Quite an old podcast, I think. But I listened mm. to it, and and he's like, it's it's a good podcast, and he's obviously a legend in bodybuilding that sort of stuff, and he's quite an interesting bloke in that he's like so he was so focused, you can't quite believe anyone could live like that. And that's how he won. But fine. But it's. Um, he also trained for 45 minutes four times a week. That's all he trained. And he was Mr. Olympia six times. Wow. Um, and they say the greatest ever. Anyway, it's quite interesting. But he was he says just things roll off the tongue. Like, you know, I met someone the other day who I met someone recently and he said that every single, I think it's Ben Johnson's trainer or something like that, said every single athlete in that 100 meters final was on gear. Every single one of them was on steroids. And it just rolls off the tongue and it's like, yeah, man, they're all on it. And it's like, well, you don't know that, and there might not be. Yeah. Uh, I bet loads of those lads weren't on steroids, actually. So it's kind of, I'd say you know it's what I mean? also off-season testing that goes on a lot more than it would do, say, 30-odd years ago. You know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of testing would go on in-season. But now, I suppose off-season is more important. You've got the angle grinder out, mate. There is. Do you know what? There's an angle grinder going in the garden. <laughs> yeah. I can't do anything about that. It'll stop in a minute. No, it's fine. It's Fred the Wall. Fred the Wall, the stonemason. Are you, uh, you're not digging up the old concrete are you because you don't know what you're going to find mate um i found a couple of um skulls no he's 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 uh lining a breeze block a retaining wall with ashler otherwise known as bath stone if you found a dead body in your garden would you still live there or would it put you off and you think i'd live there no problem i just wouldn't tell anyone in case there had to be some right stop the works and do a architectural survey or something i'd be like nah stick it in recycling mate Stick it in the stick it in the council bin I know what down you'd the bottom. Do. You'd probably get the marrow out first, wouldn't you, and then just burn it on top of your steak. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a nice little. I flavor. check for gold teeth. I check for gold teeth. Then do a bit of marrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, don't tempt me, Tommy. Don't tempt me. What are we like? What are we like? I because, I, because I was reading an article on in I think it was Sunday Times about I've completely forgotten his name now. Typically. Um, the Italian sprinter who came from nowhere mm. and won the Olympic 100-meter final in the Olympics this year and, and hasn't basically hasn't raced in a yeah. Diamond League event since. And it's like, mm, and links to this trainer and this nutritionist, that nutritionist, this doc links to all these people. And it's like, hmm, won't do interviews. Okay. Was, is he born and bred Italian or is he, has he adopted Italy? I think he is born and bred, I okay. think. Could be wrong. All right. Forgotten now. Um, interesting, though. i tell you what has been interesting, which I've been watching. Um, oh, first off, I'm having to watch I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. I'm so glad I turned him down this year. Otherwise, I, don't, I just don't think I could do the um, eating challenges. It was, it was brilliant yesterday. My kids are making was me it? watch it. Yeah, oh, mate, yeah. I'm going to eat a cow teat, a sheep's testicle, some penis. Uh, a I think it was a cow's nose. Ah, oh, just some of it. It was horrific. Um, but I've been watching, and I heard it on Virgin Radio. So listen to it. I like. I quite like uh, Chris Evans. Uh, and they were talking about a Sky documentary because obviously I think Virgin's owned by Sky. Uh, and it's called Hundred Foot Wave. 
and it's about a guy called Garrett McNamara, and he lives in America or Hawaii, and moves across to Portugal to Nazaré. It's just on the um, on the coast of Portugal, on the peninsula, and that's where the biggest waves uh, generate because of like an underwater right. canyon, uh, and he rides a hundred foot wave. It's really interesting. Wow. Didn't think I'd didn't think I'd I'd like it, but Vassos kept going on about it, and I thought oh, I'd give this a try. Sky documentaries do do some great ones, and they didn't let me down. They did not disappoint. Not like Alton well, Towers. It's the biggest disappointment. Legoland worse. Mm. I, I just Legoland. That's an office quote. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I miss them. They're so frequent. I miss them. Yeah. Um, it's like um, there's a guy called the Liver Guy on. I think it's Liver Guy or Liver Man or something like that on Instagram. Craig Doyle sent me the link and said, check this guy out. Yeah. And it's this like super stacked bodybuilder dude, like jacked up like you wouldn't believe, bulging abs, mega tan, no body hair, massive beard. And he eats like testicles and squeezes oh, the I've seen him. eggs I've seen out of fish. Him. And it's like, this is how I do it, man. That's how I eat, man. I eat natural. I eat real, man. Liver Guy, out. And it's like quite good and fun, but it's like, that's not legit. You are smashing weights and smashing gear. Just, just, but he let's just legit, yeah, no, covers on, his liver fish eggs. In, in maple syrup, I think, as well. And it's a bit like, it's a bit like snails, I always think. Like, if you really love snails, just eat them on its own. Just fry them up. Why are you using, why are you putting loads of garlic with them? I know why. It's to hide the taste. And the same with yeah. oysters, with Tabasco. Like, if you love oysters, if you love seawater that much, because essentially that's what they taste like, sludge, then have them raw just have them on their own it's like naming a kid um giving the kid a name but then only ever from the very start calling it by its nickname yeah if you like the name enough call it by the name if you like the nickname call them by the nickname yeah okay i'm with you i'm, with you. I'm right aren't i you're right we're both right um we'll tell you the right answer at the end anyway yeah um, um what have you been watching boy anything White Lotus finish. We might have just we discussed that actually. Did you like um, it? Was it a good recommendation from me? Yeah, very good. Okay, thank you, Ross Harris. That's where Harry's, it came from. Ross Harris. Um, yeah, it was good. Uh, Armand, the manager, by far the best character. Mm-hmm. Um, love, love the love the arrogant husband who doesn't let the room thing go. However, I will say this: he is dismissive of his new wife's career. He's dismissive of her. Um, you know, intelligence, all that sort of stuff. Mm. And his mum is obviously deliberately cast as an absolute I, witch. I thought it was you. But it's, I share, I've got a lot in common with that guy. <laughs> not, not for those reasons. Do you know what? I said I said this to my Mrs. Fred the other day, a, a female, and I said, look, I don't share those things. Like, But if I went to a hotel that I or my mum had paid for and I knew for a fact they had given me the wrong room and they were bullshitting me and I'd paid for something I hadn't got, I whether it's a honeymoon or not, I categorically would not let that go. Mm. And I don't think you would either. Nobody, I'll go on fine. Nobody would let that go. Depends how nice the other room was. Because, you know, the one he was in, I think was nicer. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, but his mum has paid for something else and has paid more. And the and the manager is clearly just fobbing him off and lying to him. I would not let that go. I wouldn't let it ruin every meal. But I would just pop off to the gym, inverted commas, or go for a walk and I would make sure that got sorted before. I, I, I couldn't leave that. What about the final episode when he does something in a suitcase? How brilliant was that? Yeah. Yeah, that it's was... good. It's good. I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but... It is good. Watch it. It's really funny. It's really quirky. Um, I'm, I think I'm uh, episode five of Succession, series three. Oh, you haven't started that yet, Christ. Mm. Um... I just love Tom and Greg. I love those interactions because Tom gets bullied a lot by Shiv and Logan and all that and Roman and everyone. But then I love the way he bullies Greg. Yeah. It's, it's, it's class, mate. It's class. I, I'm really enjoying it. I just it's, wish it's, they were on every... Yeah, it's wonderful. Not every week because yeah, you can't really get into that, it. man. Yeah, I know. I know. And especially nowadays when you watch a series, all episodes are should be available. Straight away. I agree. Mm. I agree with you. Uh, started watching the latest series of Shetland, which I've always really liked. I think they're... I never know everyone's names. The main actor, the main guy is brilliant. His, like, 
assistant detective, the lady in the Shetland Police Force, is brilliant. Unfortunately, there have been a couple of scenes in it oh, no. that are properly like... Mate, I was in the room with other, watching it with other people oh. and I'd said to her, this is good, let's watch it, this is good. It's Detective Series Shetland. It's not dark. It's not as dark as the stuff I normally watch. Everyone's like, fine. And this scene went by and everyone at this scene except me was like oh my god that is the worst act that is the worst scene i've ever seen on television and i was like i have to admit that was terrible it was terrible it's been a couple of really dodgy scenes in it bits of acting and all that oh no you didn't notice like a mug with no coffee in or something did you (laughs) it wasn't continuity it was quality (laughs) but yeah that that breaks me and i there was a continuity moment in it. They were they were backing a wheelchair up to a flight of stairs. They got to the steps, ready to pull the wheelchair up. Mm. Then you see it from the reverse angle, and they're just two or three feet away from the step, almost getting to the step. Oh. And it's like, this is simple. Yeah. yeah, but all they had to do was watch it, and they could have just edited what half a second of footage out, and they would have been at the steps, and they didn't do it. And I make, it makes me think they're doing it on a budget, but overall, I really like it. Oh, blame the editor. That's his job, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, actually, I think it's not. I think it's the continuity manager, isn't well, it? They always Google have it, haven't you? You Google it. No one else would know that unless you've Googled that. I'm into it. Uh, there's something called Mammoth. There's a pilot episode of Mammoth with Mike, Mike Bubbins. Mm. What's it like? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I liked it. It's really good. Uh, I think I think if he gets uh, a series of it, I think it's going to be brilliant. I think because yep. it's going to grow and grow. And he's brilliant anyway. He came over to the locker room uh, at the weekend. And he was just fantastic. He's just a funny he? bloke, mate. He's just a funny bloke. Really good. Like, he's got a story about everything. You know, you don't really need to prompt him. You know, you just join in. Um, I was having a chat with George North uh, on stage, like the audience wasn't there, uh, about his dad running onto the pitch. You know, remember we yeah. ran on against, uh, he's playing against France, I think. And his old I man. That was Harry Nordicke's dad, wasn't it? No, that's George North's dad as well. He came around. Oh, to right, the pitch. right, right. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then um, just asked Mike, you know, has your, has your dad ever embarrassed you, mate? Knowing that, a hundred percent he would have. And uh, he just came out a brilliant story about how he told his dad he broke his leg, and his dad's going, "Nah, you're fine," and uh, didn't let him go into hospital for like a week, and then realised he had broken his leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but he was just good. He just <laughs> brilliant. But um, so I watched that. That was. Um, was classic TV, uh, but that's it really on uh, on an impromptu TV review. Really. Apparently, the, the Chestnut Man is really good on Netflix. Apparently, okay. Um, so I'm going to start watching that. Mm. Um, I watched the documentary behind Manhunt. Ooh, um, the real like Operation this? Minstead. Oh, okay, interesting. It was good. It's quite. It's not. I think it's only like 45 minutes. I mean, like, I don't know. It might be an hour, but it was. Yeah, it was good. It was interesting, and it just showed you went back and forth between the program and sort of this bit happened, this bit happened. Okay. This is not quite how it happened. Uh, interview the actual detectives from the time. Yep. Really good. Did you I see what um, whatever his name is, Colin, the uh, lead detective, looked like? Did they interview him? Yep. Do you look like Martin Clunes? Nope. Okay. Nope. He looks like me in 30 years. Oh. Okay. You'll see. Yeah, Bob Hoskins. Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, I think I don't know. I don't know if he did look like me. He was just he just well furnished with not a lot of hair. Perfect, right? Decent looking bloke, to be fair. We should probably hit the autumn internationals now because it's, it hasn't got to be a long one, all right? No, but it doesn't. Let's, let's start with England, South Africa, because that's first on my list on the website I'm looking at. Okay. Ooh, what was that then? Not telling you. Something galore, I bet. <laughs> Tube, something R- tube. Rugby galore. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, I thought England looked really good in the first half, mm. really sharp. I thought they are on one, and it felt quite a lot like the World Cup semi-final against New Zealand. And I thought they are on one, and it doesn't matter who you're playing against. If you're that on, if you're on one, and you're properly at it like that, and everyone's attacking well, and Freddie Stewart's doing damage, yeah. packs holding up, scrums aren't really the issue. Everyone thought they might be because they're all just free kicks, and there's not many of them anyway. And go, this is going to work. It's going to fly. And they and they not going to hammer them, but I thought they are going to win this by fifteen, eighteen points at that mm. by half. Thinking this is a serious performance. Slavka came out and it's like right, what they're going to do in the second half? What they're going to do is miss a couple of penalties, be quite sloppy for a few minutes, and you think ah, end of season fatigue. They're not quite on it. Pollard's missing kicks he would very rarely normally miss, and then they turn on the power. And the scrum is brutal. The lineout drive is brutal. The maul is brutal. Breakdown brutal. It was, they, it, it was physically uh, an amazing second half from South Africa, and mm. yeah, they made a couple of mistakes, missed a couple of kicks. Fine, you, you can't say if they'd kicked those kicks, they would have won. I've said that before, but you, you shouldn't really say it because no, that might, it might the have game. changed the game. Yeah, yeah, it might have changed the game massively. And England might have chased it and scored seven tries, you know. But I think the fact that England stuck in there, Marcus Smith stayed composed. England lost to Alangi early, which doesn't help. But no, I just felt like they. There's a lot of tough, there's a tough old performance that from England and Freddie Stewart again, outstanding at the back, Re- yep. really, really good, looks every inch a top of the range international already and the fact that England won that I think is a great testament to their stickability, their guts actually, got got themselves down the butchers Friday night, got themselves some guts yep. um, and I thought it was actually actually a hell of a win considering how how much more powerful South Africa looked in the second half. What did you think? Couldn't believe Manu went off so early. Uh, yeah. I couldn't see what happened. I, I don't know what happened. Whether he, he didn't look like he pulled a muscle. Uh, his knee was heavily strapped. Is that what happened? Did he pull a muscle? I think so. Could be wrong. Think so. Don't know. Don't know. But he actually showed really, really good acceleration for that. And you're thinking, right, if there's one person you don't really want to lose in that back line, especially against a physical back line, is is someone like Manu, but I thought England coped really well. I thought their options off line out and set piece were really good. Uh, I think it's Charlie Morgan did a, has done a really good piece on social media about the difference between how England set up against South Africa and how the Lions set up, and using that twelve as a ball player with having ten behind, having thirteen short, and and then you just need a player, someone like Henry Slade, who's who's brilliant at making those decisions of hitting a player or putting it behind to, to Marcus Smith. Uh Courtney Laws is just such a great defender. He's a he's a good carry as well, but he's just a great player. He's uh, one of the he is. He's he's amazing mate. And he I, gets he's getting better. Yeah, and I you know I he's he's a world class player, but I think he's been a world-class player for a long, long time and probably hasn't got the recognition that he deserves from that because he's been in and out of, I think, the England team for a while through injury, through form. But I look at him and I think there's there's no real weakness there at all. Nope. You know, Tell me a weakness of his. Drop kicks, maybe. But I'll tell you one. Doesn't need to do it. Go on. He's a bit... He's a bit... Like I say this, you know, with all the greatest respect in the world, he's a bit in a team environment. He's a lovely bloke, but he's just so intense it can get a bit wearing. Yeah, um, I know just what you mean. non-stop talking about analysis, non-stop talking about hydration and cows and nutrients and macros and processes and systems. Yeah. Um, I got a mate like that, budgy, but but he, <laughs> it's his beige food. <laughs> uh, Courtney is like everyone. Everyone's talking about how laid back he is. Mm. Uh, he is laid back, but. He's he basically, if you imagine 
like a room full of students yeah in their student house morning after a massive piss up they've had about five hours sleep and they're thinking about what takeaway they might get that night that is the level that's the level of intensity all on the sofa hands down the front of their tracky bottoms that is the level of intensity Courtney operates at outside of training and mm. games he's such, he's such good company morning <laughs> you know and then he's a hit man absolute hit man mate mm. like Amazing player. Well, what about any dodgy decisions? Because, I only say that because we'll come on to Wales after this, but towards the end of the game, I mean... Got one. Yanchi's was, uh, was a clear penalty, and that was in a... That would be in a pretty difficult kick for Marcus Smith. But then France staying to come in like that as well and give another penalty weight in a much easier kick-in position. For, for me, that's worse than giving away the original one of Yanchi's because he effectively comes in, goes straight off his feet and just gives England a real easy shot at goal. Yeah. Um, mad little knee drop as well. Like, I don't think it was, it was just a completely mal-coordinated attempt at, but something, at something. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have brought Stain on myself. I know he's a legend, but I still wouldn't. Um, Lurie wasn't having his best game, but I think he's, more of a threat. Um, yeah, I I thought I thought I'd get trolled. Actually, I only got trolled by one person this autumn, or two. Yeah, one person I think this autumn, which is amazing, or two, which is a new record, a record, which means I'm probably not trying hard enough. But one thing I didn't get trolled for was disagreeing with the Khaleesi yellow card. All right. I I saw Benny K afterwards, and Ben's Ben's great on the laws and all that. And I said I just said this on telly, Benny, and he was like, "Well, the problem he's got." is that he wraps his arms around him, so he makes it into a tackle in the air. And I thought, that's a really good point. But mm. I watched it live, and as soon as I saw it live, I thought, he's in trouble, and he shouldn't be in trouble, because he's properly come across to catch that. Yeah. And what he's basically been penalised for is not getting off the ground as well as the other guy. Yeah. Now, they collide in the air, <clears throat> it is completely natural for him to wrap his arms around the player so he can't land and then uh, take off. But actually, I think it's maybe a penalty there maybe for that, for stopping him running away when he's not allowed to tackle him when he's in the air. That is a proper attempted catch. And I, I mean, I'm, absolutely, I'm absolutely certain of that. And I feel like he shouldn't have been given a yellow card. Then I did Q&A with Brian Habana afterwards, Sia Khaleesi's best mate. Yeah. Loves the bloke. And he said, I disagree with you, Flats. That's a yellow. And it was misjudged. Oh, what and, does he know? And I said, what do you know, mate? You've been out the game forever. You played on the wing, you know. Lost what do wingers know? Lost touch. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I thought might be wrong on that, but I th- I've seen it again and I think I'm not. By the way, you're going to tell us what you think now, but I mentioned Mapimpi before the game to mm. Brian Habana and I said, hey, this guy's good, mate. He mm. scored, what, 20, 20 tries in however many, 20-something games, whatever it is, or 30 games. Hell of a strike rate. Mm. I said to him, I know you love this guy and you think he's great, but it's part of you thinking, slow down, mate. You know, I'm the record holder. This is my show. And he just looked at me and said, he's got 48 to go, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. Not that I'm counting. No, exactly. Uh, yeah. But oh no, I forgot what I was going to say now. What do you think, Khaleesi? What do you think? Mm, I can't remember it, mate, to be honest. I was going to say something, but it's just gone. Anyway, uh, yeah, Mapimpi class, so is Lacanio Iron. Uh, ball over the top was lovely for his yep. try. So, uh, so pretty happy with England's performance then, big boy, yeah? Oh, it was really good. Yep. Uh, yeah, really good. Um, now, I've only seen bits of Wales-Australia, but I saw the red card, mm-hmm. um, and what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, what do you mean, what are you going to do? It's red, isn't it? It is red. And I was trying to say in the game that you see so many of those tackles in the game. You might see eight of those tackles in a game and head on head won't be an issue. You just tackle it right. It's a, it's a chess tackle, isn't it? Like you're sort of leading with your chest. Yeah. Um, but if you want to use that tackle, there is that 5 10% chance that you can't, you're going to get head on head. And if you, if you do get it, it's going to be a red card because... There's no mitigating factors. You're not dipping at the hip at all. You're staying upright. And 
I wouldn't say it was uh, like an aggressive red card. I wouldn't say it was a deliberate red card. You know, we see someone with a swinging arm taking a head off, but it was a red card. And Adam Beard got absolutely hammered. and didn't come back on. His eye looked really bad after the game. So in terms of player safety, had yeah, to be, had to be. Um, He's a tough old rooster as well. So much went on in that game as well. And Australia looked really good. Uh, through mo- through most of that game, to be fair, you yeah, know, especially down to fourteen men. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't help. And then and then, um, Curly Bill gets a yellow card for slapping the ball down. It wasn't going to be a penalty try because I think it was Callaway coming across. But you just can't do that when you're last man. You can't come in with your arms all wrapped like that. Yeah, uh, and Australia actually did really well at. Um, at last and with with thirty men, I think only one try was scored. That was a front peel from or front um, line out option move where Wales looked like they were going to drive. It was actually a good play, I thought, from Wales because if you look at their week before, they drove a lot and a lot, and you're probably thinking, right, they're going to drive this one, and they don't. They they shift it. Uh, Ryan Lice keeps his width and sneaks in the corner. Um, I thought Paisami was was really good. Makes a nice break, and he's only know, a lovely player. Yes, but sometimes, like. They were gonna. He was gonna get subbed. Okay, so I can't remember who it was. Was on the side of the field. He was gonna come on for Paisami, and then all of a sudden, it might have been for Ketty. Um But then Paisami makes this brilliant break, links up, and Australia score. I think it might have been Nick White scores. And all of a sudden, then this guy's had a massive impact on the game. Confidence is high. He's made a huge break, and then next minute he's subbed off because five minutes before that. You know, they decided that it was time for a change. And you're you sort of thinking, sometimes though, you just got to adapt, haven't you? Yep. Sometimes you just got to think, right, he's just done something unbelievable. He's got Australia back in the game. Maybe we should keep him on. Can the sub, yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought he was good. I thought Ikata was, was also good as well. And caused Wells, both of those centres caused Wells a, a bit of trouble in the second half. Um, Willis Hallahollow missed a couple of tackles. Uh, I thought he was really good in the first half, but second half he drops a, a kick off and then uh, he gets stepped a couple of times and, and gets done a, a couple of times and it just gets Australia on the front foot. Nick Williams, not Nick Williams, Nick Tompkins, sorry, it was a, was a a decision that Dave Rennie didn't agree with and it's it's borderline. Uh, you know, it's very, something very similar to Curtly Beale, but the ball is deemed to go backwards um, whether it goes back, it, it doesn't look like it goes forward. Okay, yeah. Um, so everybody stops completely. Do you remember Will Jordan did the same against Ireland? Yeah, yeah weird, hey? Yeah, yeah, really weird. And play to the whistle, boys. Yeah, and that was the same. And uh, you know, he was just told to, to play on. He's shouting. You can see his mouth. It's gone back, and and it's given. Um, so quite fortuitous, but. I mean, why are people stop him? You know, that's the first thing you're taught as a rugby player is just play the whistle. Seek and destroy, first thing <laughs> I was taught. It is. Uh, break, so, break his shape, take yep. his soul. That's what I was told, Tommy. Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad option. Um, anyway, Callaway scores a good try at the start. I think we've, I think I haven't mentioned that. Um, you know, they, he just, it's, it's two nice kicks. One off Nick White uh, to, to get over the top of Wales because Wales try to push really hard defensively with line speed and sometimes that's the best way to get over it because scrum halves don't sweep anymore they're in the line and then um, Paisami with a with a grubber through and Callaway gets on the end of it uh, but I mean I think Gareth Thomas is lucky that it was a yellow card because I think that is probably a red card I don't know if you've seen it it's a swinging arm it's a swinging arm on the floor uh, yeah now if he doesn't need to hit that player on the floor. I can't remember who it is, but he doesn't need to hit him because he's on the floor. He's out the game. He's not affecting the ruck, but he swings an arm as well. Now, if that arm hits the face of the player, of the said player on the floor, like it hits his nose or his face, that's a red card. But because it hits the top of his head, I think that is a reason why it wasn't deemed as dangerous and you know was come down from a red to a yellow. But it shouldn't yeah. matter because it's still ahead. So I think he was quite lucky and he's really dull, actually, because he's only just come on the field. So, Pumped up, though. Pumped yeah. up, mate. Well, it's like, you know, I, but 
it's like um, Leon Lloyd in 2000 in his first cap against South Africa. He, he might listen to this pod. He hates people mentioning it. But he came off the field, um, chinned Devet Barry straight away because he's super pumped. He gave a penalty away. Yeah. Um, lost us a test match. I might have made this. I might have made the lost us a test match bit up, but I like to say that when I'm with him. I think yeah. it's fair enough. Yeah, it's fair enough. Um, Tane Basham had another good game. One man of the match. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Um, what I would say to you is when these these clutch kicks at the end, whichever way they come about, like Priestland's kick, uh, Smith's kick, they are. 10 out of 10 kicks on any normal day and they are to these guys easy kicks however I wouldn't want to take it they're um, not easy mate they, there is no such thing as an easy kick in a situation like that so I think props to those guys for getting yeah. those kicks through those posts it's easy if you're in practice or it's easy at the start of a game but when it's all or nothing at the end win or lose it's you know that's what pressure is isn't it and yeah you know it's, it's how you cope under that um but for, towards the end of the game, I think it was like a minute left, Flats, and Wales are winning by one point, and all of a sudden they start playing wide to wide. They start playing wide, middle, wide. They go through like 10 phases in their own half, on their own 40-metre line, just trying to run the ball. Then all of a sudden, someone runs into Will Skelton, biggest bloke you'll ever meet uh, in your life, and it's a turnover ball, and, and Curtly Beal nails like a 45-metre kick. And you're thinking, what are you doing? Like, why are you trying to, why are you trying to yeah. run the ball out? Um, yeah, but you know when they, when they are two points behind, they actually do really well to to run the ball out and get up the towards Australia's half. Um, Gareth Davis makes a, a nice break. It's, it's actually really in, good. Yeah, in the end, it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. But yeah, I think certain areas of that game, Wales were really lucky. Um, obviously, you know they were quite lucky to to get a red against them to play against fourteen men. Um, but your discipline also has to has to be red hot as well because if you lose a player, then it, it sort of cancels out the red card, I suppose. So um, a lot to work on with Wales, but they will be really happy with the win because it was make or break really in that autumn campaign with this game for for both teams really. You know, Australia lost all three, and, and Wales beat Fiji and Australia. So I think there's a little bit of pressure revealed. Um, Relieved, sorry, from Wayne Pivak, but the attack needs to sharpen up because for large parts of that game, Wales didn't look clueless, but uh, timing was out. People weren't quite sure uh, where to be. It just looked a little yep. bit off. Yep. Um, I still don't know what their their best centre partnership is. Uh, Willis Hallahollo get the, got the nod over John Davis. Um, you know. I'm, I don't know what they're going to look, how it's going to look like in the Six Nations. George North is coming back. There's Josh Adams. There's an option of Josh Adams at, uh, at 13 as well. Nick Tompkins. You know, there's Johnny Williams as well. I'll tell you one thing, though. Liam Williams will be 15. Oh, God, yeah. Wow. All day long. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I also thought Wales looked better in shape when Reese Priestling came on, apart from, you know, the brain fart towards the end when they're trying to run the ball out with one point up from their own half I thought you know the way he brings the players into the game and that yeah. back line whatever he does I think maybe it's just keep himself a little bit straight maybe teams look at him more of as, as a running threat so I have to hold a little bit maybe it's his passing um, yeah. can't quite put my finger on it but the attack for me does look a little bit sharper and it was the same against New Zealand and sometimes it is easier when players come off the bench to make an impact. You see it with scrum halves all the time, don't you? You know, the game yep. changes. Whether or not the scrum half is better than the one that leaves, just little things like that do make a difference. So, so yeah, um, I think everyone was, was happy with the win and all the players coming back for Wales will make a massive difference come the uh, the Six Nations. There we are. That was a bit of a long one. Sorry, mate, but I did cover the yep. game. I did um, cover all four. And no, that's good. Was Callum Sheedy, was Callum Sheedy go, by the way? No, that's good. No, um, he was... Callum, he was Sheedy fit, Callum Sheedy fit, but released. Pretty sure, yeah. And so was Gareth Anscombe. Did, I'm not sure that I'm not sure it's been done before, but we had four in the commentary booth for this game. You did, didn't you? Yeah. So we had Cotters, How that? As, he, as he's known by now. Mm. Um, yeah, he was um, He was obviously lead comms and absolutely obsessed with Tupu and his legs. 
Yeah, they they're worth being obsessed about though. To a they're point where I had serious. to say to him, um, "You're definitely a leg man, aren't you, Andrew?" Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to meet him. You're never going to meet him. <laughs> um, right, France, New Zealand. We don't have to spend forever on this, but Cameron Wokey, everyone's going on. Everyone's going on about Roman and Tamak. Yes, mm. okay, okay. He's brilliant. He's had a great autumn. He is the guy. But Cameron Wokey in the second in the second row. Back row, second row. I like him in the second row. What a player. The whole French back row. Oh, my days, they were good. Mm. Yeah. Agreed? Yeah, totally agreed. Uh, 40 points to 25 as well. It's not like it was no, narrow win. serious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, why can't Wales play New Zealand when, you know, they're like this? Why have we got to play them at the start? When they're on where I, the, the only question after that game I've got is where now for New Zealand rugby? You know, where do they go now? You reckon this is the end of an era like Man U? Probably not. Nah, not probably just find some more heroes and mm. everyone will be turbocharged and they'll win the World Cup. I am yeah. growing by the day, um, by the hour, by the minute uh, of Damien Pinot fan. I mean, I was massively anyway, but... Yeah, he's great, isn't he? I just think... He's Horrible to enough. play against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but also, I mean, the whole back line looked good. Uh, just... France, New Zealand, England, Ireland. Two, four great teams there, right there. Yeah, Ireland, Ireland, fantastic. Um, yeah. They look, they look proper deal, don't they? It's just, it's that thing, isn't it? That's happened before. It's that thing where smash Argentina fifty three seven. The World Cup's two years away. Everyone's saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's you, yeah. saying the He's same thing. He's also got a thirty six year old captain uh, yeah. fly half I know we didn't play against Argentina but he obviously played against uh, New Zealand and, and how are you going to cope with him because at some stage he's going to be leaving and you know we, you know what he's like with injuries as well well I think Joey straight. Carberry just steps in but then he hasn't played that much really nope. is he nope the burn I like at 10 the burn boys I, I like those boys but yeah yeah I think, I think it's difficult because you want to win every game but then and Johnny Sexton's in fab form against New Zealand and he's in great form, but it's like, you do, you do. Well, you don't need to, yeah. but you really need to get Carberry a lot of game time between now and the World Cup, don't you? Yeah, and the, but the, like I've got so many good players, like just young. Well, not young, but in their prime as well. You, like James Ryan, Josh van der Fleer, yep. uh, Doris. you know, Henderson, Furlong, Furlong, Kelleher, Porter. Kelleher, wow. Van der Fleer. See his pace. <laughs> He's yep. such a quick hooker. Yeah, he's so good. I know. You see him on the on the flat uh, on the wing. You, you know, you see I him carrying he, in the tight. He's a little bit like the new Dane Coles. Yeah, I agree with that. A little bit like that. I also love watching Hugo Keenan at fifteen. Yeah, met the skill set on him. Yeah, lovely Super, player, isn't he? Super. Yeah, absolutely lovely player. But Argentina, the really, yeah. red card as well with um, Lavani. Lavanini. He That's get. It. He get he gets a lot though. He does. That's I think. It's he his third loves a card, card. boy. Mm. He loves a card. Um, he puts it about, and he doesn't always quite achieve the body height that referees no. might like him to achieve. I like Peter Armani's. I think he picked it up on the ref mic saying, "Oh yeah, you get something like you're a hard man or something, wasn't it? Was it? I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's having a go at him. I was just thinking, well, hold on, mate, that's pot kettle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're uh, sorry. Someone's just dropped a, a cup in the uh, in the kitchen. Um, you're you're you're. Did you hear it? Yeah, room. It's room afternoon. Yeah. yeah, you're not. You're quite accustomed to a red card yourself, Peter. Yeah, Lavanini though is um, mm. calling him a liability is not fair. But you know you're gonna a few times a year you're gonna start a game with him and end up with fourteen. Yeah, or you know at least for ten minutes. <laughs> He, he he puts it about. Let's just say that. Let's just say he puts it. But most games he plays, he doesn't get carded. So you know, look on the bright side. Again, it's back to the Chrissy Hallofia, you know, big Chrissy Hallofia argument. It's like oh, he's banned all the time. Well, he's not banned all the time. And when he's not banned, he is a human wrecking machine. So yeah. I don't think Lavanini's actually at that level of destructive power. But he's very useful when he's on the field. So. Yeah, you can kind of see the equation, can't you? But they got hammered, didn't they? Absolutely hammered, boy. 
Um, have we have we done it? Yeah, have we, have we it done it. Well Scotland done, twenty nine, Japan twenty. Oh, other games. There were other games. Sorry, yeah. everyone. Um, Italy beat Uruguay. Nice one. Scotland beat Japan. Fine. Japan are not as good as we hoped they would be this autumn. I thought Scotland might win that game by a few more. To be frank with you, mm. um, I watched yep. a lot of uh, England USA, the women's international, and yep. it loads of tries, loads to look at, and you know my favourite, Sarah Byrne, came on at tight end, and she's just a freak show and just makes so many breaks, scores tries. She's hard to handle, but like the reality is that I think that there are two the two main obstacles at the moment for the women's game at international level are people just not wanting to watch it because they don't want to watch it because they're used to men's rugby and don't want to watch women's fine do what you want but that will end up being like tons of people want to watch there were loads of people at the game the tv audiences are really big so i think that's becoming less and less of an obstacle the reality is there just aren't many teams in the world that can give England a game. At the moment, having smashed New Zealand a couple of times, France looked like only, they're really the only team that can give England a go. And England missed a couple of players. You know, Emily Scarrett was not available. They're, they're missing some people. They've got some top players on the bench and they're winning 89-0 and it could have been 120. Like, mm. And I think it's almost like, for a, in terms of a sort of festival of cheering and a few beers and all that sort of stuff, 89-0 is great. But it... There's no jeopardy and sport needs that. And it's the, you know, would I rather watch, you know, it's nothing to do with men or women, but would I rather watch England's 27-26 on Saturday or Australia or, you know, Australia, Wales-Australia at the weekend, which a point in it, or would I rather watch England beat Tonga 69-3? I'd much rather watch the competitive game because there's something riding on it. And I could have just turned this off after 20 minutes because there's, you knew they were going to batter them. And that is, that it, that's long-term. I don't think that's great. So it's not England's fault. It's not, it's not their fault at all. But, you know, they're really, it's not in rugby union. There are quite a good handful of, people say it's not a global game. It's an international game, rugby. But there really is quite a large number of teams that could beat each other. And in women's rugby, there's like, oh, really, realistically, there's two yeah. at the moment. And that's it. And I don't think that helps. Okay, cool. All right. Right, nice one. Well, there we are. Thank you to everyone that's helped us through this uh, Autumn Nations campaign. So, thank you, Settle It. Um, thank you, Match Pint. And, yeah, uh, and thank you, We Love Sport app, um, which was an app created to find a pub that is showing your sport to go have a beer at. Yeah, and you know, you get people at dinners and um, stuff. I'll give us a shout out on the pod and mention, you know, Camberley under 15s, you know, yeah. that sort of stuff. It's like, no, mate. Well, no, we're not. Well, no, I mean, it's not them, but right. uh, so the angle grinder you heard is, um, the bloke using the angle grinder is in my back garden. He's Guy Mercer, the old Bath captain, the old oh, Bath back row. Right. He's got his own building company now, Camden Muse. He's asked me, it's really, it's awkward because he asked me to mention them and then his missus like text me and say, could you mention it? And it's got awkward to the point where his mum, Kimmy, has actually sent me a message um, and said, keep listening to the pod and haven't heard you mention Guy. And Guy, it's really, it's difficult because he listens to this on his headphones when he's out. Um, uh, I just have him here to pick up in my dog poos in the garden. Um, yeah. Just keep him around and keep him, keep him interested. But it, it's a bit awkward. But anyway, that's his company. He's a nice guy and he's the best looking builder in Bath. I always think it's awkward when you talk about your mate's mum's you know, about how you keep in contact with them because... Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Sing. I'm not... No, I'm not like you, Wedding though. Wedding crashes, like funeral crashes. <laughs> no, he makes mum crashes. No, once Merce, when he was a when he was a young pup, took the took the piss out of some track, some club... So how some club issue tracksuit bottoms looked on me. And uh, I was like, right, you can take them back to... Can you go and get these altered for me? It's your punishment, you your academy puke. Um, have my tracksuit bottoms altered for me and brought back... And he basically took them back to Kimmy, and Kimmy altered them for me. Yeah. That's how I know Kimmy. Yeah. Um, I know he probably grabbed I once a coffee spoke and looked through photo albums together. I once oh, met his dad. His dad's a his dad's a cosmetic surgeon. Hates you, mate. Uh, a threat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I went to meet him about. Um, you let me finish to qualify this. All right. Okay. I was gonna. I proposed this monthly column to um, a a very popular national magazine that I won't name, but involved in the health of men. And 
it was uh anyway i had this idea and it was different diet and training fads every month for a year one column a month be really good fun and it'll be right I'm vegan for a month i'm paleo for a month i'm a marathon runner for a month whatever it is and at the end of it i probably still would be a bit of a fat bastard and month 12 christmas was going to be liposuction and we would have videoed it and it would have been really funny and i went to see mercy's dad for a consultation in bristol where he works and uh he basically said to me, right, if you get undressed, uh, we'll meet you back in here. So he came back in and I was nude and he said, we just, just the top off, uh, it was fine. So he, he, um, I didn't need to take all my clothes off, but he basically said to me, he stood up and said, did a few tests and he says, you are, you know, you're not, you are very heavy. You are not fat enough for liposuction. You do not qualify. You don't have enough fat. And I said, that cannot be true. Look at this. He goes, mate, we wouldn't get anything out of that. You just you'd give pay me five grand or somebody would pay me five grand. I'd be five grand better off and you would look no different at all. Um, and I said, but how can that be? And he basically said, all your fat's on the inside wrapped around your vital organs. Mm, so cool. Worst. Haven't seen him since. Still here though. Still fighting the fight. It's the worst fat, that one. Right. Anyway. Good, good luck. Way, good way to end it, mate. Well done. Yeah. Stay alive, everyone. Right. See you later, fatty. <laughs> Bye, boy. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.